Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. True Hauntings is a Frightfully Good production. Located in the county Offaly in the Midlands of Ireland and bordering the town of Tullamore near the Shannon River, Charleville Castle is situated in Ireland's ancient primordial oak wood, once the haunting ground of Ireland's Druids. It took 14 years to complete this gothic dream, a monument not only to now forgotten power and family, but also to the people who made it possible, the Irish craftsmen and the poor local workers employed to build it. There are ghosts here. They roam the castle hallways. But who are these ghosts? Do they go back to the time of the Druids? Maybe they are the lost souls of soldiers who died in the wars that were won or lost on the lands that surround the castle. Or are they members of the family that created this place, now known as one of the most haunted places in Ireland? Hi, my name's Renata. Hi, and I'm Anne, and we welcome you back to this episode of True Hauntings Podcast, where we go back to one of our favourite countries on Earth, Ireland, and the very spooky Charleville Castle. Anne and Renata have been investigating paranormal occurrences for the past 20 years. They have been at the center of various unexplained phenomena and have witnessed countless ghostly experiences. The duo now turn to high-profile cases that have attracted the eyes of the world. Between the dimensions we see and the dimensions we don't, supernatural forces are at play. Evil lurks within the shadows of our homes and in the darkest corners of our minds. It follows us like a shadow forever. This is where nightmares become reality. This is True Hauntings. Hi, Anne. Welcome back. Bit of a pregnant pause there. I was wondering if we were going to go. Oh, hi, Renata. How you doing? I'm good. I've just had a mouthful of tiramisu. Thank you, Sue. Yep. Thank you, Sue, for the tiramisu. (laughs) (laughs) That's cousin Sue. And that that completes my um, birthday week. Birthday week is now done and dusted. Thank goodness, she says, but it was a, a lovely one. It has given me memory. Mem- 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 memories? Mem- <laughs> <laughs> well, it did, actually. We got you some bras to get your memories back up where they belong. That's right. <laughs> I've, I've had to fold them for the last few years. <laughs> I remember because what, what we had happened was a, a whole heap of our beautiful community chipped in and um, we, we got some money together to give her a makeover. Not that she needed one because she was truly beautiful just the way she was no i needed one um but uh, when she tried on one of the tops and there was one boob up on the shoulder and the other boob down around her waist we went yeah maybe a new bra might be in order uh so yep that happened yes. we've got new bras we've got new tops um jackets trousers yeah. and hair yes you'll have to check out the photos of the hair mm. it's i love it. it's like a champagne pink oh. 
Oh, living, but, <laughs> living the rich life now. <laughs> yes. Uh, and in between that, we have done, we did... Uh, We've done not, two, done not much else. <laughs> two seances. Oh, okay. One live show, yeah. uh, one Maitland Jail, and one... Um, where were we yesterday? I can't even remember. <laughs> it's all starting to blend into one. No, no, we were... Uh, Wallenby, that's Wallenby, right. Wallenby, Wallenby walk yes. last night. Yes, so we've yeah. been busy little beavers. Yeah. <laughs> Or bees, or whatever. You could be a beaver. Um, yeah, and we had some surprises for you too, didn't we? Yes, yes. Beautiful Sue surprised us um, at uh, one during one of our shopping extravaganzas. Yep, she yep. turned up. I turned around and I've gone. Oh my god! Oh, yes, I threw myself at her. Yes, you did. <laughs> she came all the way from Queensland. Um, so thank you, Sue, for doing that. And I needed Sue to help me with uh, Renata and picking clothes because she's very very traumatised by picking clothing. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. lasted two shops on the first round. She's got, I can't do any more. I need to go and have a lie down. <laughs> but we've, uh, by the next one, the Saturday, we got you sorted. And once you hit your groove, we got that, that dark denim, denim jacket with the blue... Oh, uh, the flowers on it, mm-hmm. you were off. Mm-hmm. You were doing it because I think you just wanted to make sure we got through that money yes. as quick as possible yes. so you could just never do it again. Because I kept on asking you and you said, no, we're not done not yet. Done yet. Oh, not done yet. But I've bought seven tops, two pairs of pants and two jackets. How much more? Just a little bit more. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm, I'm not a good shopper. I have never been a good shopper and I probably won't be unless I win a million dollars. And then it doesn't really matter. Um, so yes, any anyone that can throw some fortune dust at me, fine. Well, Go yeah. right ahead. Do you know what it is? I think you don't put yourself first very often. You put every other bugger in front of you, and there's not much left by the time we get to you. No. And so we made sure for your birthday this time, you were number one. Mind you, you couldn't do as you wanted to. We wouldn't let you do that. No. We forced you to be in pain <laughs> trying on clothing, right. but we put you first. And I want to thank every single one of those people in Anne's mystery box that uh, contributed, because I had to put up a little heading to say what it was, you know, when you got Messenger, and um, it will say who's in the group. And I, I couldn't let her see it because our phones are sort of in eye view all the time and you know that actually we ruined a surprise with auntie sue because roman's phone my husband popped up with her name i'm going why is sue me- messaging you and i found out that she was trying to surprise both of us so i wrecked that one but uh, i called the uh, group Anne's mystery box Anne's mystery box. and there was many many generous people so thank you every single one yes of them. absolutely thank you so very very much for now, your generosity it will keep me enclosed for the next 14, 12, 16, 18 months. <laughs> years. Knowing you. Knowing me all the years. Yes, that's right. Um, and I yes. can see you're not wearing any of them today. No. I've actually I'm not worthy of your new clothes. <laughs> Cow. Unless it's someone I said, I can't wear them yet. I've just got to look at them for a few weeks <laughs> before I actually put something on. Oh, my God. Oh, anyone listening out there, if you're this, you're like me and there might be just one more person on this earth that is, let me know so I know I'm not alone in this strange world in the yeah. way I think. But and, anyway. and we learnt about different clothing and how some make you look like you're nine months pregnant and some don't. And some I don't you mean like you, a, I mean in general. Yeah, some make you look like a clown. Hey, look, we've had some good feedback on the Q&A episode we did. People really enjoyed it, which mm. is awesome. Uh, and I'm thinking by the time this goes to air, we're going to be only two weeks off going to New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm. And I confirmed one of our uh, accommodations today. Mm-hmm. I've paid up for that one. Oh, that's a haunted one, isn't it? It is a haunted hotel. <sighs> and we're actually going to be spending three nights in the oldest part. Oh. I made sure they put us in the oldest part because I'm not interested in the new part. No. We want the old rotting creaky one. No, it's not. It's beautiful. It's called the Prince's Gate Hotel. Not Princess, mm-hmm. but Prince's mm-hmm. Gate Hotel at Rotorua. And for those of you who have been to Rotorua, and Renata hasn't, you know what she's in for. Mm. Stinky. No, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Can't you, wait. You will once we get there. No. I mean, you get used to it. You do get accustomed to the smell of burning sulfur. It's all good. <laughs> 
Well, we should, shouldn't we, considering we're the agents of the... Um, yeah, yeah, agents of the Antichrist. Antichrist, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. And by this time this comes to air also, um, it should be out that we're doing a show. Yes. At Maitland Jail. Yes. With a very famous Australian comedian. Yes. And his wife. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, well, it's out now, isn't oh, it? <laughs> so many things, so many things to look forward to. Yeah. It's fabulous. Plus Halloween's coming up. Yes, actually it'll probably be Halloween by the time this comes yes. out. Yes. Look, we should get on with this. I think we've rattled on too much. Yes. I'm sure you guys get bored of listening to and, us, us rattling on. And look, if this is the episode that comes out um, the Friday just before Halloween, we wish you all a grand weekend, however you are going to spend it. We hope that you are going to spend it dressed up and going trick-or-treating or going to uh, a ghost hunt uh, or doing something spooky, even if it is to sit down and watch a Netflix movie uh, that will creep you out for uh, the rest of the evening. We have amazingly huge events that weekend, um, so you will probably be hearing a little bit about um, the aftermath of those. Yes. Um, and we are also wishing our beautiful volunteers that are currently in America and can't be with us the happiest of Halloweens. We're going to be there. And if and you must send us photos or we will be waiting for you. Yes. Nastily. With slasher knives. That's right. <laughs> it reminds me of a private case. Anyway. Yeah, let's, get on. <laughs> let's get on with the story. Okay. Driving through the forest towards the castle, you get the impression that you are in for something special. The dark and dense forest creates an atmosphere that builds before you finally set eyes on the castle. The castle is immense in size and is located in a small clearing of forest and therefore completely dominates you as you approach. After learning of the history of the castle, you realise that this is exactly what it is meant to do. You are to feel intimidated by this huge castle. The oversized tower that stretches into the sky puts me in the mind of the Palazzo Vecchio that sits in the Piazza del Signora in Florence. The appearance of the castle harks back to the huge castles of the medieval period and certainly does not follow the conventions of the fortified houses that dot the countryside of Ireland, which date to the same period. The entrance of the castle on the inside is designed to look like the Grand Lodge of the Freemasons, with whom the breweries were involved with. Echoes of Freemasonry are built into the very design of the house with Masonic symbols used in the designing of rooms and decoration. The house was also deliberately built on what the breweries believe to be magnetic ley lines, which are faults in the earth that result in strong magnetic fields in certain areas, although ley lines are not scientifically recognised as existing. There are still legends of the alleged power of these lines that in certain rooms, metal objects that are hung from the centre of the room will spin in circles. Well, that was an interesting little noise from Renata over there. He's probably forgot that we're recording. And she's just got. I did have another soundscape, which I got partway through. And I, I stumbled over something. And I said, I think this might be a bit dry. She said, yes, it's dry. You'll lose them in the first five seconds. It's dry. It was actually, it was a TripAdvisor review. And the people from the castle had replied in great depth showing their love and their passion for the castle but it did go sort of quite historical. No, and it was some historical old fuddy-duddy oh, that it went, was into, lovely. It went into some sort of a speech for 70-year-olds. I, look, I loved it because I thought it showed how passionate these people were because they they're all volunteers. They are passionate. And Absolutely I just passionate, love, I wanted to recognise yeah, the joy. You'd have to, you'd have to pull over if you were a, driving a car. It was long. <laughs> It was very long. <laughs> you needed coffee. Or as we say here in Australia, a Bex and a lie down. <laughs> Good old Bex powders. Oh, no. Anyway, I, I had a second one up my sleeve ready to go just in case. But, um, yeah, I, I, I didn't want to go for some of the other soundscapes because it gave too much of the story away. And, you know, it's sometimes you read a soundscape and that's it. That's all my ghost stories done. Yeah. So I had to um, hold back a little bit. Oh. 
hold back. All right. Well, I've done my bit. Oh, and that one. Oh, where the hell did that come from? Um, I can't remember. I'll have to to have a quick look up because I forgot to put the reference. But uh, it was some lady's blog that she did. So thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do not own the uh, rights to that. <laughs> that, that is somebody else's um, thing. So, yeah, I'll read it out for you. <laughs> very good. Very good. Well, I guess it's my turn. It is your turn. You who left your notes at home and had to get your husband to take <laughs> photos of it and send it through. I'm going to dob you in. <laughs> Okie dokie. So, this is now me trying not to be dry. Good luck. I'll, I'll try my best. So not all castles in Ireland are ancient. Oh, really? Some, some of them are quite new, and Charleville Castle is one of them, oh. or at least the one that we kind of look at. That sort of goes back to the 1700s, late 1700s, but there were certainly things on that site prior to that particular castle being built. Mm-hmm. So during the 6th century, there was a monastic settlement that was there in the area. Now, that is a place where there were a lot of monastic people. <laughs> you call them monks, maybe? Yes. <laughs> Priests? Uh, yes, yes, monks. Monks. People in, in black hoods. So oh, if, yes. if someone sees a person in a, a hood as a spirit... That is actually one of those places where it has relevance. Okay. As opposed to the Pontefract House where there was no freaking monk there that's, in, that's anywhere correct. close by. Yeah. There you go. It goes to place. That's what it's got to be. Right. So now that we've Now you've had a spit about people, that. Go um, on. Off you go. I'm sure so, we can offend some more before the show's out. Absolutely. So a little bit later... Um, during the colonisation process that began in Ireland, there were also wild tribes that began to threaten the country from the west. And these lands then passed into the possession of the first Stuart. Um, and later it became the headquarters of the Stuart family. Now, the castle itself, as I said, was built in 1798 and is considered to be one of the finest works of the renowned architect Francis Johnston. Oh, we all know who that is. No? No. Um, (laughs) And he created a number of other famous landmarks in Dublin, including the General Post Office. Yeah, but we'll have to put some photos up of the interior of this place because it's astounding. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful. lot of renovation work done, though. So we'll get we'll get into okay, that. Okay, okay. I won't, it, I won't peak too soon. It, it didn't look like that when the first owner took over, Mr. Bury, right. as you know, Bury. Yes, and you've and, got to remember that that name, Bury, because I actually looked up how to say it, Bury or Bury. Um, and I found out something really interesting about him. So I'm oh, gonna, cool. I'm gonna, oh, yes. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about Mr. Bury in a minute, but let's go back to when it was um, a, a monastic site. So St. Coleman Elo founded the monastery at Linley around 590 AD, and that is where Charleville Castle now stands around that area. Now, why am I mentioning St. Coleman Elo? I don't know, Renata. Please tell me. Because he wrote the Alphabet of Devotion. The Alphabet of Devotion? Yes. <gasps> yes. Oh, wow. It is the earliest known... A is for what? No. <laughs> this is the earliest known work written in Irish rather than Latin, Ooh. which was normally used to write sacred texts. So this is the first sacred text written in Irish. Fabulous. So yeah. Sorry. Wow. Uh, yes. Thank you very much. And it's actually a book of rules for the monks that lived at the monastery. And it dictated the Thou hours of worship. Not touch little. Sh- <laughs> no. No. So it dicta- dictated the hours of worship as well as regulations that they could only eat vegetables that they grew themselves. Uh, and all the other rules that were laid down for the monks there. Yeah, mm-hmm. exciting stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, also, the location uh, was a place of great violence over the centuries. So, as we said, there were marauding tribes coming from the west. There was. And they came through that particular area. So, there were lots of battles between Ireland and England fought on that land. 
And as you mentioned, the castle was built on top of a ley line. Yes. So the ley line Not actually... that they've been scientifically proved as a thing, but, you know, people do believe them because they all seem to link up to um, uh, sacred sites yeah. and things like that. So mm-hmm. it's a good theory. Yeah. Yep. Uh, now, the line goes straight through some very important historical buildings and burial grounds. And people claim that ley lines can strengthen paranormal energy and activity. And yeah. we've heard about this before. We have. Isn't the ancient ram in on one of the ley lines as well? That is quite correct. Yes. And wasn't that just full of activity oh, while we were there? It was. <laughs> Not. It was. Oh, the cat balls flashed. It, they, they touched our balls. It, it, it was. <laughs> That's another story. That's that's actually a story that we don't have to look historically and we just tell them what happened to us. Yeah, that's right. Right. So the first mansion house to be built on the site of Charleville Castle was by Thomas More, and that was around the year 1641. And then the estate went to Charles More, Lord Tullamore, grandson of Thomas. Now, Tullamore, what does that tell you? What, do, um, what 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 does Tullamore suggest? Wine? No. No? Whiskey. Oh, sorry. Tullamore Dew. Obviously, I drink a lot oh, of my whiskey. Goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No. I know that. I sort of knew the name. I just oh. couldn't work it out. Right, okay. But I was on the right track with wine, at least. It was alcohol. And look, there's a bit of a, a, a story about Tullamore because uh, there's Tullamore Village. Yeah. And there's a, a bit of a story which I'm going to go into now, which oh, you'll find do. is fascinating. So uh, Charles Moore, Lord Tullamore, grandson of Thomas, when he was six months old. So he inherited it yes. when he was six months yep. old. Yep. And uh, when he died in 1647, it went via his sister Jane to Charles Willem, William Bury. Right. So that's when Charles Willem, William, oh God, Bury. Put your teeth it. in, Renata. So let me just... Um, Pause and gather your thoughts and get ready. Yeah, yeah. Tell you a little bit about this Bury guy. Right. So he was born in London in 1881, the son of Captain Kenneth Howard and Irish heiress, Lady Emily Bury. Now, upon their marriage, they adopted the name Howard Bury and settled in Charleville Castle, Tullamore. So Charles Howard Bury was educated privately at Charleville and later at Eton and then at the Royal Military College at Sandhurst, where he graduated as captain in 1904. Now, he served with his regiment in India prior to World War I. Now, he wrote many early travel diaries of his experiences. And he was a seasoned explorer, having done a tour of the Tian Shan Mountains in 1913. Wow. Now, he was... Also uh, in active service at the Somme, Passchendaele, and... Come on, say it. Give it a crack. Ypres. Oh, that sounded fabulous. Yeah. I've got where, no idea what it is, but it sounded it, fabulous. Somewhere in France. And where uh, and he was taken prisoner by the Germans, so he was a POW until he was released in 1919. But, so World War One. yep. But... He was asked by the Royal Geographic Society to lead an expedition to Mount Everest in 1921. Oh. He climbed Mount Everest. Now, he also became a parliamentarian, serving as Conservative MP for Chelmsford until his resignation in 1931. We've been to Chelmsford. And in the same year, he inherited the ancestral home of Charleville on the death, on the death of his mother. But, but... The interesting thing was that when he went up into the mountains um, during an expedition to Mount Everest, his team saw these giant footprints in the snow. Oh. And the local porters said that this was part of the wild hairy man. Oh. And that this. My husband been up there. <laughs> And that these footprints belonged to, uh, to this wild man up in the mountains. So a yeti. This was the first time that the words "the abominable Ooh. snowman" or oh, you can even say it were used to describe what may be living up in the mountains 
are around Mount Everest. Oh, you found your nugget of gold in that. I there like it. There you go. So he is associated with that. With Yetis. Now, he was totally amazed that when he came home, there was a fuss made of this because he must have sent a message back to say they found these footprints or whatever. Didn't make too much of it. He thought that maybe the locals, you know, were being very superstitious about it and he thought that these footprints may have come from some wild wolf type that was That'd in have the to mountains. Be a big wolf. Um, but they were insistent that they were human uh, footprints and that they belonged to the wild hairy man. And, uh, yeah, so when he came back to England, all of a sudden there's this crazy thing happening about the fact that um, they have found evidence of the abominable slow ma- snowman. The, the, the slow man. The slow man. It definitely was my husband. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So going back to the timeline now that I've talked about. That was a Mr. good segue. Beery. I liked it. Yep. Charles Williams was Charles William was later created um, as the first Earl of Charleville and the new Earl decided to build a new house on the estate. So this new house was commissioned in 1798. It was designed by Francis Johnston uh, and was built between 1800 and 1812. Now, there's a little bit different time period some say it took well this says it took 12 years some say it took 14 years yeah let's go middle ground 13 years yep now Tullamore village was nearly destroyed in 1785 when a hot air balloon crashed into the village. Isn't that crazy? I read that and I went, oh, my God. Yeah, so this balloon was a birthday gift to Charles's 21st birthday. We're going to wipe out your town. Happy birthday. And the houses in Tullamore had been built very closely together and made of wood. Poof. But (laughs) poof, poof, (laughs) poof, poof. Oh, Renata, you're so politically incorrect. We're going to get hate mail now. Good on you. Well, you used to say the other. Yeah, to say they or them and we'll be fine. Keep going. But the accident had a positive side to it. The new homes were much stronger and the roads were wider. There you go. So something good came out of something bad. Of all those people dying, they got wider roads. I'm happy. But 1785 and a hot air balloon. Yes. No, I would not have gone anywhere near it. No. No, no. Um, Now, the castle was not continuously occupied, and that was because uh, the castle's owners lacked resources, or in other words, lacked money. Yep. Uh, And every time the house reopened with a new person or a new owner, there were more additions and new rooms added to the building. Mm -hmm. And one of the guests that used to come there and party all the time was Lord Byron. Oh, that would have been a party. (laughs) So some 40 years ago, it was practically derelict and had been ransacked over the years and abandoned and uh, by the last descendants of the Earls of Charleville. And uh, it was uh, in 1968, really, that restoration took place by the new owners. Now, currently, Charleville Castle Heritage Trust is managed by Dudley Stewart and the day-to-day runnings are handled by volunteers, as you said, passionate about the place yeah absolutely passionate and they truly are so events held at the castle include fright nights there are auctions there are plays that go on they've got a huge variety of stuff to keep funding the castle they have non-for-profit festivals in summer um they have uh the explorers museum which is part of a expedition base in honour of Charles Bury as well at I the castle. They, they also had a Shakers Festival, yeah. which I thought was really cool. <laughs> Shake it up. And then nothing would be wiggling with your new bras, Renata. No. It'd all be in place. That's right. Now, uh, you did mention that uh, Charles Bury may have been associated with the Masons. I also found out a little bit of information that he was a fan of sacred geometry. Oh, I also yeah. heard that he was into devil worship. Oh. That only in one article did I see that, and I, I can't remember where I saw it now, but um, it was rumoured that he was into devil worship, probably because he was into sacred geometry and symbols and signs. So people just put it together and said, oh, he worships the devil. Yep. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at MintMobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Now, just a word before I finish about the dungeons here, because we, yes. we love a little bit of dungeon oh, stuff, don't we? I like a bit of dungeon we, we, we action. Like, we like a bit of torture. <laughs> We've read those books. Yeah. So the dungeons at Charleville um, have many original torture devices still in them. I wonder. I wouldn't mind going to see that. Seeing as we epically failed to really see much at um, Chillingham. Yeah. yeah. But the creepiest feature of all is the altar. There is an altar yeah. in the dungeon. Oh. Mm. No. The Gothic structure is decorated with stone goblets and skulls. It was once said to have been hidden behind a concrete wall that was removed during earlier renovations. Now, no doubt this stone structure was used within some ungodly rituals. Oh, it had to be. And perhaps it is what holds the attention of the terrifying and sadistic entity that is supposed to dwell in the dungeon. Yes. Well, I may have a little bit of information on that too. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Oh. Now, there's well, also... don't you go any further into the bloody ghost no, no, woman. No, no, no. No, no, no. So uh, you did also mention the King Oak. Yes. Which is a massive tree that is connected with the Bury family. Now, the tree has always warned members of the family when death is going to come and visit because the tree gets um, a hit of lightning or a mammoth branch drops. 
which suggests that someone from the Bury family is going to die. So the last time this happened was 1963, and yes, of course so, there are now no more Buries. Yeah, um, it's a 900-year-old oak, and it's called the King Oak, and they said if a branch would fall off, a family member would soon die. In 1963, it was struck by lightning and was nearly split in half, but the tree actually survived. And um, the head of the family at the time, which was Colonel Charles Howard Bury, didn't. Mm. He died a couple of days later with no explanation. Oh, well, there is. The tree the got oak. hit. The tree got hit. That's right. Absolutely. So just to finish off, um, yes, it is now uh, seen as one of the most haunted buildings in Ireland. It's appeared on um, Most Haunted and uh, Fox's Scariest Places on Earth. Um, it has some famous ghosts, which you are going to go into. Yes. It's also appeared on Ghost Hunters International. And it is also a filming location. So you may have seen it in films uh, like Becoming Jane in 2007, Northanger Abbey 2007, The Night Before Christmas 2019, and The Green Night 2020. Oh, nice. Um, It's a very interesting looking castle. Mm. And it's supposed to uh, look like uh, pieces of the chessboard. Um, So I, I... We'll have to put some photos up uh, and we'll let you have a look at it yourself. But the interior, which, as you were saying, has been reworked. Mm, I think we should put it on our our list for Ireland next year. Funny you've mentioned that, Renata. (laughs) Uh, Now, Alison and Cag went from Haunted Horizons. Check check them out. They're just absolutely gorgeous ladies and they um, put some videos up onto YouTube. Uh, And I looked at them and I thought, oh, we should go visit. So I sent an email to Charleville, Charleville Castle and um, said, you know, we're coming over. We're not nutty ghost hunters that run around screaming demon at every five seconds. And we'd love to spend a couple of hours in the castle if you could tell us how much it would be to hire it. And, um, you know, it can even be early. We don't have to go into the wee hours of the morning. Mm-hmm. We, we don't mind early. Um, and I'm still waiting for a reply. Mm-hmm. And this is happening a lot to us. We're sending out emails to locations. We're saying... We are willing to hire the location just for a couple of hours, just for us, and nobody bothers to reply. It's heartbreaking because there are idiot ghost hunters out there who are wrecking it for everybody. (sighs) Anyway, I'm going to get off my high horse now. Yes. And I'm going to get on with some ghost stories. (laughs) Now, um, as you were saying... This land was canonised by the Irish Druids and it was used as a place where they practised their their worship. Mm-hmm. Um, they also used the woods for hunting in the way that Druids would do it according to their religion. Uh, and uh, I believe one article I read said they almost had like a school there, a place for education. Mm-hmm. So it is a very sacred wood and uh, as we know, the oaks are very important in the Druid mm-hmm. culture. I'd love to go. Oh, I'd just we'll, for the we'll, woods. we'll have to go, even if we just go and walk through yeah. the woods. Yeah. Um, but could it be a reason for it being haunted? There, there is the. You know, some people think that the Druids are um, evil, wicked, blood sacrifices, and not at all. Mm. Not at all, not even slightly. But the the land was soaked in blood with the battles between the Irish and the English there. Um, they do talk about it being on a ley line. Um, there's also a report that there are some uh, historical buildings and burial, burial grounds there. So we don't know. Um, that That's all good layers for a haunting, isn't it? Mm, absolutely. There is a very well-known ghost there. And she is an eight-year-old girl named Harriet, and she's said to haunt the castle. So one day in 1861, little lady Harriet Bury was making her way down the stairs, and she thought, hey, look at this banister. This is going to be a hoot. And I'm sure the kids used to do it all the time. And I looked at that banister, and there is a very large area for them to fall over the side. It's not like they would fall and hit the landing below them. It's like for us about a metre, if not more, wide from the railings as it it goes down. So she's gone to slide down, lost her grip and fell to the stone floor, breaking her neck as she hit the ground. Oh, poor little one. 
So uh, she's well known to be there. And on a night more than 100 years later, two of the trustees were asleep in their bed when they were awoken at 3am by the sound of a girl's voice singing, followed by a scream. Believing that someone had broken in, one went to investigate while their partner kept watch on the stairs. When they reunited a few moments later, they confirmed that there was nobody else in the castle and concluded that they must have heard poor Harriet's spirit were playing her accident. Mm. So even though she is well known for being a ghost there, she is a very lovely ghost. She is sometimes seen dressed in blue and white. She quite often helps children on the stairs that may be coming up and down the stairs and the kids will come back and report saying, oh, mummy, you know, someone helped me down the stairs. A little girl helped me down the stairs. She's heard singing and laughing. She likes to play with paranormal investigators. She also likes to play hide and go seek. Um, Some people have felt uh, cold spots on the staircase and uh, it's said that she's quite often seen in the company of a small boy around the same age as her, but nobody is quite sure who that is. Now, there was a lady that was living in the castle and she had a little boy and the little boy went missing and they all freaked out knowing the story of the girl that had fallen mm-hmm. down the staircase. Mm-hmm. And they tore through the castle trying to find him and eventually found him at the bottom of the stairs. And he said, it's okay, mummy. The little girl helped me down. Oh. I know. I've got oh. chills. They're multiplying. So that is Harriet. Now, there is another story of the two ghosts locking a daughter of a later resident in a closet in her playroom. So most of the time, these jokes that they play, the ghosts are innocent and harmless. Mm-hmm. Uh, the owner of the time, um, her name was Bridget Vance, it says here, but I found in another article, it was Bridget O something. I'll find that shortly. Mm-hmm. So we had two different names, but I mean, she just could have used a different one for TV. She had her mum that was staying there. Oh, it was her little boy that went missing, but she had her mum staying there and she had a ghostly experience as well. So she slept in one of the towers when she was suddenly awoken at night. When she opened her eyes, she saw an entire procession of ghostly monks and ghosts wearing red cloaks. They gathered around her bed in a circle and they uttered blessings. Oh, that would be petrifying. Yes. Oh, my god. So they, they were sort of saying, so if you imagine putting both hands straight out in front of you, flat, and then putting your hands up and down and up and down. Apparently, they were doing that over the top of her, and then they dissipated. Um, she wasn't actually that terrified, more curious as to what was happening. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. Mm. Uh, there's often reports as well of... Um, a man in a reddish cloak and there is another man as well I think they said he was in green they hear voices quite often of two men laughing and having what they think is having a few drinks and a a discussion Um, but when they go to search for them they can't find them there's nobody there there's also uh, reports of a white mist that appears throughout the castle as well as the ghost of a creepy looking man Oh, the poor man. Just because he was hit with the ugly stick doesn't mean that he's he's creepy. That's not very nice. Um, And that's the same we have here in Australia, hit with the ugly stick. Uh, And as I said, there is a a gallery, apparently, that is permanently sitting with Renata's cack in herself. The table we're trying to work from is now shaking. Uh, One gallery is permanently closed because of the presence of a malevolent spirit who will do harm to trespassers as he sees the new residents and their guests coming in, doesn't like them, going to smack them around. Mm -hmm. All right, I'll find some more. Now, I mentioned a white mist. There's also reports in another article that people have seen a green mist Mm -hmm. coming out of the wall Mm -hmm. in one of the bedrooms. Maybe somebody farted in the next (laughs) next door. It was a vile one. (laughs) Um, There's another one staying (laughs) in the same room. 
where they get locked out and then locked in. There's no key and there's no way that the door could have been locked either side. Uh, There was a volunteer working on the restoration, recalls hearing noises and seeing lights on the floor above him while they were staying in the octagon room. Uh, There was nobody up there. There was no electricity there at the time. Um, so how they had the light up there, nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was another one that reported hearing a distinct knock on her door at 1.30 a.m. when everyone else in the castle was sound asleep. Oh, I reckon that was someone trying to hit on her, but never mind. Uh, on another occasion, manic, manic, manic laughter and disembodied voices were heard emanating from the deserted dungeons where prisoners were tortured in the early 19th century. Mm. Um, yeah, look, it all adds up, doesn't it, to it does. a spooky castle? It does, it does. Uh, now... I, there's, there's been a couple of TV shows there, but I found that most most mo- most, <laughs> most haunted had been there, and we do love a bit of most haunted. Oh, we do. We and do. now Derek and Cora were still with them at this stage. Yes. So I had to look into this one. So I I I watched. I didn't get right to the very end. I made it to about ten minutes towards the end. Uh, I did get to see the the séance. That was interesting. But anyway, um, now they said that it was built on top of an ancient druid burial ground where people were buried alive to stop the plague. Oh, come on. Come on. I know. There's no, it's not juicy enough that it's freaking 900 years old. They've got to have a burial plot where people are buried oh. alive. Yep, now, the, the labyrinth of dungeons underneath, supposedly, nobody actually knows what they were used for. But, of course, Derek found out Derek the answers. Does. I will reveal that. Yes. Um, they did go into the story about the sun missing. Um, and there was also another story about children being heard running up and down the stairs and laughing and screaming. She heard it like three or four times in a row. Then it sort of sporadically died out. And then later on she found out it was a nursery. Mm-hmm. Um, her mother saw the little girl on the winter solstice. She woke up and thought the father in a red robe was walking across the room with a little girl in blue ribbons, realised her husband was asleep next to her well the red robe would indicate a monk i know i know <laughs> so that's that would be two different spirits from yes. different times they think that the, the red caped or cloaked person might have been the father of the little girl mm, okay it's a good story whatever way it goes doesn't it mm. um now later on apparently they saw some pictures of some busts now i don't mean boobies i mean um carved heads mm-hmm. uh, and the mother identified the person in the red as francis johnson mm-hmm. now he was the one who designed the, the house the house so i thought that was an interesting thing. Mm. Uh, and then she also reports that the ghosts are not scary. They are very friendly. Now, of course, the activity started for the crew before the show even kicked off, before the investigation started. There was the lady who looks after the food. And let me tell you, people, I've worked on sets many times. The people who cook and bring you food are the most important people on set. Move over A-list people. Yep. It's the people that bring you the food because they keep you going. Um, so she was chopping up veggies for dinner and a bag which she had at the side started swinging back and forth all by itself for no reason. Mm-hmm. She had a cat that came in and rubbed around her legs and made love to her ankles. Mm-hmm. Um, but then all of a sudden its hackles went up and it refused to come back into the kitchen. Mm-hmm. <gasps> there was lights that turned themselves on and off in the tootie. That's <laughs> Dunny. Toilet. The, 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 Washroom. The washroom. <laughs> WC. Uh, toilets would flush on their own. So we've got a tidy ghost who doesn't like to yes. have poos and wheeze that, left that, in the that's toilet. That's good, yes. yes. Um, the parapsychologist that was with them had the door bang on him. They heard stories of furniture being dragged across. They heard stories of footsteps of children. They heard stories of Harriet um, falling to her death and all of that. They heard stories of screams from the dungeon where the owner went to investigate. And as soon as they walked in, the noises stopped. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. Derek Okora arrived. Right. 
Yeah. Oh, he was drawn straight down into the dungeons. Mm-hmm. I bet you were, Derek. And I bet he did no research whatsoever. Didn't oh, no. Know, didn't no. know where he was no, going. and there's no proof of that whatsoever. No. So I'll go through these <laughs> notes. So the first thing he's gone is, mercy, mercy, mercy. There's someone in here saying, mercy, mercy. He says, very crammed and there's soldiers in there. There's a lot of death and a lot of dismemberment. Ah. He said it's hell state of torment down here. Uh-huh. And of course, then I love how in Most Haunted they have the little bark that comes across the top, which goes, there is no evidence of any- <laughs> anyone being oh, tortured down here. Oh, <laughs> that um, just, that but, ruins everything, I know. It? He came up with the name O'Reilly. That's not no, Irish no, name at all, is not, it? No. no. Um, and he's always a nasty, cruel, beastly man. I think he's the jailer. Mm-hmm. Little sign comes up. There is no record. (laughs) And then he said, there's some sort of priest here. There's a a priest. He said, there's a chapel. There's a chapel somewhere in the thing, uh, in the the castle. And Mm -hmm. there was no mention of a chapel anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, But he still kept going on about the priest. And he got the name. I've got the name Charles Moore. He was an earl. Uh, He knew that people were being tormented down there. So he he was partly responsible. Then he was going on about the children of the servant women were in the jun dungeons and like what were they being tortured down here Derek oh hang on Sam oh yes oh right Sam yeah yeah no they were bringing them food they were they were being used as servants Uh, he said this place is a chamber of death and it needs a blessing it needs to be cleaned from the strong negative forces (laughs) right did they do that no. Oh. Now, they were, they've sort of moved further into the dungeons and they found a really dark hole that nobody had been into for a long time. And Derek's going, all right, we, 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 the, the nasty man is in here. He's in here. Now, if anyone gets touched or anything, we need to get out of here straight away because he's really dangerous. We, we can't... Yvette Fielding's like... <gasps> She's, I think she's got a parapens on. She's ready to go in. And so Derek's taken her hand and the parapsychologist grabbed the other hand and the parapsychologist has gone, oh, I don't want to go in here either. <laughs> um, so they've, they've stepped in and yeah. within a couple of secs, you hear a vet screaming and she mm. comes barreling out and Derek comes out clutching his arm going, oh, I've been scratched. I've been attacked. Oh. Um, and so poor Yvette is just beside us off at this stage and he's going, oh, he used to cut them. He used to cut them and dismember them while they're alive and they're screaming. Oh, he's screaming. Shall we go back in, Yvette? <laughs> So, Yvette's gone, step back, I've got a big torch. (laughs) And let me tell you, she did. It was about 20 inches. I don't know what she would have done with all that length. It was, why would you need all that length? Uh, For batteries. Batteries. Oh, batteries. Obviously. I need to see this one. Oh, you do. You do. And so they they eventually got into the room and he's going, the bodies are piled up in that room and that he's tortured and he'd keep, because nobody would come down this far. So he'd he'd store all the bodies and he's talking about there was villages and and houses down the side of the road that you came in near the big oak and that's where the people were coming from, the the, the people in the town. And he was murdering them and, and stacking up the bodies in bits and pieces. Oh, God. Anyway. Um... So the final description was big man, bright red hair, and, of course, the little sign comes up. Without the name of anyone, we cannot verify any of this information. So, now, this was the bit of a giveaway for me. He mentioned, I've got the name, Sam, yes, right, mm, yeah, right, oh, okay, yep. He said, I've got the name Ch- Charles William Berry. Um, Bury. Berry. Berry, okay. Berry. Berry. Yep. He's got a white wig, long cream, red cutaway jacket. He's portly. He's an earl. Something to do with ale. Um, now, it's said in the little thing that pops up down the bottom, uh, he picked up on the name Berry, but it's actually Bury. Mm-hmm. So, when you read the name, B-U-R-Y. It's Berry. It's Berry. Mm-hmm. Which suggests to me he's read it somewhere mm-hmm. and he didn't know how to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. So he's read it as the word berry and uh, he said it as berry. Mm-hmm. 
So that was just a little bit of a red herring to me that maybe he'd done a little bit of research beforehand. Because if Spirit was talking to you, wouldn't they give you the proper pronunciation of the name? It's a big name too. You've got three distinct parts of that name. Yeah. So, I mean, to have to be a hit, um, that would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Now, one other thing that they did do a seance, not much happened. He want, the guy wandered around with the bell ringing it on and off. I'm like, yeah, I don't even know what you're doing, but right. Um, but at some stage, they were walking down a corridor and all of a sudden the walls started to move and a vet's freaked out screaming. And it turns out that they built a false wall as an experiment to show that your perception when you're ghost hunting can be influenced to, to assume that it's something paranormal rather than an actual thing. I call bullshit and I'd say they built a fake wall to freak a vet out. That's all they were doing and it worked. But she then said, I, as soon as I saw it after I screamed, I knew that it was a fake wall. Uh-huh. And they oh, no, no, we built it as an experiment to, you know, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, right, whatever. But look, it was a hoot, hoot mm-hmm. of an episode. Mm-hmm. And um, that actually sort of brings me to the end of the ghost stories. But I wondered, was uh, the little girl real, Harriet, that fell to her death? Because you know how sometimes these stories uh, just are created because it makes a good ghost story. Mm-hmm. So I looked up William uh, Charles William George Bury, uh, the third Earl of Charleville, and Charleville inherited the bad debts of previous generation, generations. Prior to his succession, he was lieutenant of the rah rah rah. Married to Arabella, they had five children. But on returning to Charleville, uh, numerous tragedies befell the family. Basically, they all died, uh, and their five young children, all minors, now wards of Chancery, were left in the care of their uncle, the Honourable Alfred Bury, and his wife at Charleville Castle. In 1861, in a tragic accident, their seven-year-old daughter, Lady Harriet, fell to her death while attempting to slide down the banisters in the castle. So, historically, it is is real. Wow. So maybe little Harriet is there protecting the kitties that go up and down those stairs. Now, that's what I like. I like to be able to go back in history and actually find that this person actually existed. Yep. And at least number one existed. And number two, well, that the thing that they say happened to her actually happened to her. Yeah. And interestingly, our gorgeous Derek did not pick up on that child as he was walking up and down the stairs. Okay. But he did pick up on Mr. Berry. <laughs> yeah. And look, we all know that those episodes are short. Maybe um, the, the thing with the staircase and the child wasn't as juicy as going down into the torture chamber. Well, the little sign popped up across the bottom saying... Derek did not pick up on the child on the staircase. They must have got entering the stage where they they didn't like him anymore or something. Poor Derek. That's awful too. I mean, it's a a pressure to be in front of a camera and performing and having to come up with the goods every time. That does not excuse doing what happened um, or what allegedly happened, Mm. but um, there is a certain pressure involved. And I've seen Renata have tantrums before when things aren't happening and there's a camera on us Mm -hmm. uh, because that pressure, We won't fake it, but you get angry and you want something to happen because Mm -hmm. we want to show that, you know, we can get ghosts to interact with us. Mm -hmm. Yep. But we keep it real. Yep. Now, Renata, is it a true haunting? I would like to say it is. I would like to say it is. I would like to go. I would like to spend time in the woods and in the house and explore. Yeah. And look, Charleville Castle, if you're listening... Please let us come visit you. We're very nice people. If anyone's got a foot in the door there and could put in a good word for us, please do. We're going to be there in uh, May, uh, somewhere between the 18th and... 25th of May, mm-hmm, thereabouts. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would love to come visit. Please let us come. We're, we're happy to make a donation to the, the castle or pay whatever fee. We will raise the money. We'll stand on street <laughs> corners so we can do it. Yeah, maybe not stand on street corners. But guys, 
that brings us to the end of the episode. Do I think it's haunted? I think there is at least residual energy, and I too would like to think that Harriet is there looking after the kiddies that come into the castle mm. and playing with the paranormal investigators. Yeah. So that ends this this story. We will be back next week with another one. Don't know what it is yet, but we're going to find out very shortly after we finish recording. Uh, You know how this works. Please share it around with your friends and family and anyone that you think might enjoy our tales. Spread the word. Follow us on YouTube because we actually have our England trips going up and we've seen one of the first episodes and it's freaking funny. Um, And we will endeavour to have... Endure, endeavour to have more exciting times. What do you reckon, Renata? Oh, absolutely. That's what we live, live for. Guys, we'll see you on the dark side. Now remember, stay spooky and be frightfully, frightfully good. good. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of True Hauntings. If you like the show, give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. For more on Anne and Renata, follow at Anne and Renata on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Or visit their website, www.anneandrenata.com. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.